and welcome to another episode of Dear Hollow Heroes. And another week of pretty much the same thing for all of us. The Ravens won for Rob and the Giants and Patriots lost for me and Liam in a disappointing fashion once again. And as always, I am here with those two guys, Meek Man Liam Meekum. What's going on, guys? And Rose Pierre Rob Kelly. Hey, I'm doing great this week. And let's get into the top stories right now, but we are not going to talk about the Ravens yet, Rob. We're going to talk about the World Series. No one wants to. Yeah, we're going to talk about the World Series that has concluded with the Texas Rangers giving a gentleman's sweep to the Arizona Diamondbacks. As the 2023 MLB season comes to a close, what was the best and worst part of this action-packed season? Do you want to go? I know you. I know you're itching to say something. So okay. Okay. So. I'm going to start with the best part of this season Um, was before the season. It was also before spring training, and that was the World Baseball Classic. That was the best baseball thing to happen this year. That's fair. This was a rather mundane year for baseball in the sense of... That's because the Yankees weren't in it. I understand the Yankees weren't in it, but there was no true powerhouse outside the Atlanta Braves. I think that makes it one of the better years. I guess, but the Braves have won the NL East for the past six years in a row. They've been good. That's not anything new. True. But I picked the World Baseball Classic because it just brought so many new eyes to the sport of baseball. And we got the moment where Shohei Otani struck out Mike Trout to win the whole thing, which is probably the most amazing baseball moment of the year, in my opinion. You could argue that. It's pretty good. I, I would say down goes Anderson, but it's close. So there's some great moments I felt like. I felt like we got to witness a perfect game in this season when uh, Domingo Herman pitched a perfect game against oh, yeah, the of all people. Oakland A's. Yeah, it's always a random person. Yeah. Or it's the one of the best pitchers in the league and nothing in between. It's never just like, okay, pitcher doing it. It's always like, who are you? Or it's a phenomenal pitcher. It's true. How do we go from King Felix to Domingo German, who after that week did not play for the rest of the year? That's crazy. Anyway, we also got to see a, uh, Ronald Acuna having a uh, unprecedented season. I think it was 40-60, right? 40 home runs, no. 60 stolen. 40-70. It was 40-70 by 40, the end 70. of the year. Yeah. So 40-70 season, which is the first time that's ever happened. I mean, Matt Olson hitting so many home runs, showing Otani as well. How about Adolis Garcia in the playoffs? Adolis Garcia in the playoffs. I also have Ella De La Cruz's emergence as a superstar in the league. I thought that was really cool. Emergence as a potential superstar. Yeah, he played uh, 40 potential. games. Let's relax. And he cooled off towards the end. He did, but he has a lot of hype and a lot of potential. True. So, I mean, every baseball player eventually has their cool down period, but I feel like he, he he's really good. I think he's going to be really good. A lot of fun upsets this year. A lot of teams that we didn't expect to do anything make a great push. That was the best part about it for me. Baltimore Orioles. The Diamondbacks. The Texas Rangers. How do you go Orioles before Texas and Arizona? (laughs) Exactly. We watched watched one game with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and they got pieced up by the Mets. Well, one game in person. But I know, but they got pieced up. And they weren't doing so hot when we saw them. So the fact that... We thought they were missing the playoffs at that point. Yeah, and we predicted... I think some of us predicted right before the postseason they were going to make it. So that was really a uh, quick turnaround for them. Yeah. So, and what do you think was the worst part of this season? The Oakland Athletics. That's As a, an organization that's and team. Mm. I can agree with that. They are probably the worst team to have watched. I also felt like there was a lot of, yeah, I, there's nothing I could top that. Yeah, it's Oakland Otani's Athletics. injury? 
Yeah, in a way. Oh, by the way, another thing for really good for the one of my favorite things, the pitch clock. I loved it. Oh, I yeah. love the pitch clock. Great part. That was yep. such an awesome. Even the bigger bases, I enjoy. Oh, beautiful! It makes yeah. the game so much more fun. Yeah, the pitch clock. You notice the bigger bases. You didn't. Well, you do when you you're Ronald Acuna. <laughs> I think a lot of the stealing came down to the pitch clock more than it did the bigger bases. If I'm being honest, it's a because good, now you could time point. when the pitcher had to release the ball. Because sure, the pitcher might not be looking at you, but he can't pick me off anymore. There's not enough time on that the clock. True. He has to pitch the ball. That is true. And I think that helped a lot of players steal bases. Yeah. So there was a lot of good positives, I think, in this season. But we're going to look a little bit forward to next season. What are you guys most excited for or most like disappointing thing to look forward to? I'm most excited to see if Rob's right about the Orioles. <laughs> that is a good I one. can't wait. I am very excited to see if I'm right about the World Series champions 2024 Orioles. I'm also just excited to see how free agency shakes out because it's supposed to be a weird free agency. I think this offseason, a lot of weird trades, a lot of strange signings. I think a lot of players are going to go to teams no one expected them to. You think? Yes. I got Juan Soto potentially going to the Mets. That's a uh, crazy one that I have in my head. I don't know if they have the pieces to make that trade. Rob, where do you think he's going? Let, let's see if we can predict his answer. Think of what his answer is going to be in your head. I got it. Okay, you got it? You yeah, have, I got you, it. You have yours? Yeah. Okay, so I have Juan Soto going to a place where he can dominate. A place where he can hit home runs with a line drive. He would need a pitching wedge to get from home plate over the right field wall. And I'm talking about the short porch in the Bronx. Yeah, shocker, shocker. <laughs> Every free agent. Since we were two years old, Robert. Everybody's Bryce going Harper to going to the Bronx. The Bronx. Bryce Harper wanted to go to the Yankees. Of course he, said he did. This. Every, everybody wants to go yeah, to the Yankees. He, he yeah, he seems to really, no, there were, really... There were, there were quotes saying he wanted to be a Yankee. I bet everybody he's punching does, air at the thought yeah. of being and not being a Yankee right now. Well, no, he's one of the highest paid athletes. I don't think he's Yeah, and he's one of the most iconic Philly athletes of all time. He's punching air he's not in Yankee Stadium right now. But I, I, think, I think I'm really, really excited to see... I think I want to see how the Orioles respond, how the Braves respond, and I also am really curious what the Mets are going to do. How about the Diamondbacks? I want to see if they can go back. You want to see if they can go back? Absolutely. I'm curious what the Mets are going to do because I think the Mets have so much potential and it all crumbled, but what are they going to do with themselves? They could easily completely implode. They also could become a World Series team. Well, what were you showing me today about Cohen's plans to build a whole new park, done dumping money into this, this club? He's no. going to keep spending. Yeah, that was an interesting thing. He's plans on putting out like a whole complex next to City Field. Uh, parks, hotels, restaurants, a, a whole new setup instead of just that big empty parking lot. That's Honestly, at first I thought it was kind of insignificant seeing it, but it kind of means he's not done with the team. Like He's he's ready to keep spending money and reload and get the Mets to... Well, he only bought the team three years ago. Yeah, but when you spend that much money and be, are one of the worst teams in the league, it's rough. The year before, you were also one of the best teams. It's yeah, but then it I'm all like, fell apart pretty quick. Yeah, in the wild, pretty card round. quick in the wild card round. There's also an interesting thing with the Padres that they're in debt right now. I think to yeah. the bank. So yeah. like, what are they gonna do? They're gonna give all their players to the Yankees. Da Bronx. <laughs> new left fielder and third baseman for the New York Yankees, Juan Soto and Manny Machado. First of all, I'm just gonna say that team would be kind of cracked, but. <laughs> 
But this is how every Yankees conversation goes. Yeah. He starts flipping you on the idea. That would be cool, but I know it's never going to happen. You know what we're going to get? We're going to get like some like we're gonna get Tim LaCastro again or something. Like you would be honored to have Tim LaCastro on your team, dude. I, I I went to the Met, that exact Mets Diamondbacks game and I saw Tim LaCastro and I shouted that he is one of my favorite players because how can he not be? For well, real. If you ever want a favorite player, look at Tim LaCastro highlights. That's all I could say. He could do literally it all. He was one of our, for context, he was one of our favorite players in the show. Just so everybody else Stop it. No. Freaks. He's one of my favorite players. He can literally. <laughs> this is Dan Connolly all over <laughs> again, dude. If you don't know Tim Castro, you don't know ball. Kill the music. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But no. He he can hit a home run like it's nothing. Well, he can well, run the bases like it's nothing. Well, that he can, okay, he can that get he can hits do. like it's nothing. No, he can He can feel like it's nothing. No. He can Sometimes. do it all. He's one of the greatest players of all time. It's Barry Bonds, Mike Trout, Tim Castro. Get your facts straight. True, true five tool. Okay, the best thing I can say about he can Tim pitch. Castro, no, can the best thing you can say about Tim Castro is he has the best sprint speed in Major League Baseball, is and that is true. It. As Turner. of the last recording, yes. Like Julio like, Cruz, Ellie De La Cruz. No, not not, not currently. Trey just Turner, all time. Okay, Trey Turner. He has the coolest slide, at least. Trey Turner has a cool slide. He's not faster than Tim Castro. Definitely not faster than Tim Castro. Wow. Tim Castro is the current fastest ninety time. Wow. Greatest player of all time. That's what I'm saying. Barry Bonds, Mike Trout, Tim Castro. I don't... I have more issue with you putting Mike Trout at number two than Tim Castro. Yeah, that is if I'm being really honest. crazy. <laughs> yeah, fair. Anyway. Hold your guns. <laughs> don't just fold. So yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I'm sorry. Hold on. Mike Trout's second best player of all time. That was a really weird noise. Also a terrible take. <laughs> Moving on. And I was like, stand to your guns. You're an idiot. <laughs> Can I tell you the thing, the, the most disappointing thing I'm looking forward to next year? What? Uh, it's also the Oakland Athletics. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to do better. You, you, you pin the nail in the coffin with the Oakland Athletics. They're just the worst thing in baseball right now. Yeah. There's nothing good going on with them. They might be moving to Las Vegas. And it turned out so well for the Oakland Raiders so far. But we're going to move on before we get to the Raiders. We're going to move on a little bit and go to Buffalo into the NFL. We're going to talk about Josh Allen, who has thrown nine interceptions to start the 2023 campaign. That is tied with the league lead with phenomenal quarterbacks like Mac Jones and Jimmy Garoppolo. And great company there with the league lead in interceptions. Allen has also been dealing with a nagging shoulder injury, and the defense is beyond injured. They have been able to remain the fifth best defense in points, even with all those injuries, while the offense is also fifth, but due to Allen's mistakes with interceptions and inability to score, they are one of the worst first half offenses in the league. What is wrong with Buffalo? And is Allen starting to show wear and tear? Can Sean McDermott get this team past the AFC powerhouses in the postseason? What is wrong with Buffalo? All right, so let me first of all preface this. By saying Ben is a huge Josh Allen hater. You are. I mean, it is it is what it is. I also love Josh Allen. So we're going to be on two opposite sides of the spectrum here. I don't think he's the problem. That O-line, very bad. I don't care what you say. He has no time back there. He's getting killed. He's running for his life. I think Josh Allen is keeping him in games. There is not much you can do when he's... And granted... I will say this. He tries to make the hero play every time. 
and he is the best quarterback at making that hero play. So a lot of times he's winning games all Patrick that. Mahomes. Hero one play, heroics. Yeah, I could still go Patrick Mahomes. Thirteen nah. second drive. How do you, guess who lost to to the that, guy that made the even drive more heroic? That's, that's putting a drive together. I'm talking about one ball. Patrick Mahomes. No, that's Josh ridiculous. Allen has better arm that's talent. That's ridiculous. He has better arm talent. That's ridiculous. There's nothing any quarterback has better than uh, the Patrick Mahomes besides Lamar's speed. Lamar can run the ball better. There's a lot of faster guys. Well, yeah, but besides running the ball itself. Well, no. Jo- well, first of all, Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, even Zach Wilson could probably throw a deeper ball than Patrick Mahomes. I pure arm strength. Pure arm strength. I would say Josh Allen could throw further, but it wouldn't be as ac- anywhere near as accurate or anywhere near worth while i feel like also i want regardless this is not the debate we're having yeah he's very good at playing hero ball but he gets himself in trouble a lot he shoots himself in the i will i agree with you on that part yes so he is very good at hero ball i will give you that. great at it great at it it. have you seen his he always makes a comeback he always does i'm not gonna deter that or deny that so when he's doing this and he has to make up for and sometimes i hate to say it but stefan diggs disappears gabe davis isn't really that good it happens there's not a true number one tight end. The old line's shoddy. And like you said, the defense is injured but still playing well. So there's a lot on Josh Allen's injured shoulders. So when he's doing all this, I mean, he's getting himself in trouble a lot, and that's why they're playing down to competition. And I think they have a big problem playing down to competition. But I will say they also oftentimes play up to competition. So, for me, it's not really that big of an issue as long as they can get themselves in playoff position. So, you're going to sit here and tell me that one of the league leaders in receiving, Stefan Diggs, mm-hmm. is one of the problems with the Buffalo Bills. No, I didn't say that. Yeah, but, I, said but, he, I said he disappears sometimes. Sometimes? Okay. So when are those times? Page. When are those times? You don't remember the playoff game where uh, Gabe Davis had four touchdowns and he didn't catch a ball? He did catch. No, balls. there's been a lot of playoff games where he did not catch many balls. Once they get to the postseason and later in the season, where they play these powerhouse teams, teams are going to double team or even triple team Stefan Diggs. Stephon Diggs who's is supposed a very good... to realize what you do in that situation. Josh Allen. That means don't throw to Diggs, which he did well. That's why his best game, Great. playoff game of his career, was the game where he didn't throw to Stefan Diggs when he was getting doubled and triple teamed through to Gabe Davis. Okay, let's look at stats. So James Cook. So James Cook is averaging four point seven yards per carry with five hundred and six yards. He is. Their running game is not good. Well, he has five hundred yards, which isn't too bad, and averages four point seven yards per carry. So if you give it to him three times, he's getting a first down. And if you look at the receivers, one of the best receivers in the league is Stephon Diggs with eight hundred and thirty-four yards and seven touchdowns. Gabe Davis has five touchdowns. Dalton Kincaid, who is a rookie, is three hundred and thirty-nine yards. No number one tight end. You drafted him first overall. First round. What about the fumble last week? That's one fumble last week. Come on, bro. Don't use that against him. You think either of those tight ends are number one tight ends? Kincaid can become one. He's not one yet. So what are we talking about? And also Dawson Knox was not too bad. He's one of the top ten in the league like two years ago. You saying a tight end that was good two years ago and a rookie tight end this year? We're saying you know they don't have a true number one tight end because they're testing out the rookie and they have this tight end who was good two years ago it's not like they have a clear travis kelsey or mark andrews just someone who will be on the field there's very few tight ends that are that good right now yeah that are true number ones oh i can agree but that the point of the matter is is they're 
is so many excuses you're giving to him when at the end of the day, he's the league leader in interceptions and more than half of them have been on him. All three of the Whiteheads were on him to start the year. And I have witnessed a ton of them. The one in, when I watched him against the Patriots in that game, that was completely his fault. He threw it right to him. And I saw in the last game that I saw him throw a pick, it was right to him as well. I forgot which team he was playing, but I watched it. I was like, it was right to him. So at the end of the day, he's making these mistakes. And I think this is my thing. He's playing hero ball every series. That's the difference, and that's what's killing him. He's playing this hero ball. He's throwing it 30 yards down the field when he doesn't have to. He ignores checkdowns. He ignores smart football, and he's just... But are they still going to make the playoffs? Potentially. Yes. The whole They're AFC still going to make the playoffs. The whole They're... AFC North's in the postseason, They're and Miami's the leader playoffs. in the division. And you the think, Jets the, have you think the Browns are staying in the playoffs? Potentially. Come on, don't but you lie. also But you also have... A potential Rodgers coming back. You always and you have lost really pivotal games so far this year. You're barely over 500. The Dolphins are doing okay enough to get into the playoffs because they have an easier schedule. Buffalo has the hardest schedule. Regardless if the Dolphins make the playoffs, the Bills will be in the playoffs. They have the hardest remaining schedule. It's not as easy as you think. Just saying they're gonna make it. I think they will. I I think they will. But the to say it's like a guarantee or it's most likely is not the best take right now they have the hardest remaining schedule and they keep falling in big moments it, they lose to bad teams too they lost to when Aaron Rodgers went down so why are we started. not talking about the Chiefs the Chiefs just lost, lost to the Broncos why is that not a bigger problem because they went and beat the Dolphins next week I think they almost lost to the Dolphins and they after, also the, after having a what a three score lead they they the almost number, lost to they're them they're the number one seed Buffalo isn't even in the playoffs right now if you want to talk about struggling you got to talk about both teams the Dolphins can't beat a, a good team. You want to talk about them? They can't beat a good team. Well, we can talk about that as well. When I also agree with you, the Dolphins are extremely flawed. But at this point in time, they have the hardest schedule. You know who the most dangerous team looks to me right now in the AFC? Who? The Bengals. Yeah, I agree. They're so hot. They're red hot. And Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the league after that. But I'll tell you what's start. scary about that, though, is you don't want to heat up now. W- one injury, they could completely fall. It's not even that. Is When you hit your stride midseason... A lot of times it flutters out. Did they get their bye week already? I don't know. I think so. I don't know. I think so. I think they had their bye week and that's scary. Because you don't want to get hot after your bye week, early bye week. You want to get hot like after like a loss. Well, I can look. Late I know, season. I know, just to kind of bring it back real quick. I do think Sean McDermott is a good enough coach, because he's a really good coach, to help get this team, like you said, with a you know defense in shambles and an offense that has been struggling. And the I'm sorry, the Bengals did have the uh, the buy already two that's, weeks ago. That's concerning. Yeah. Okay, but Sean McDermott, I think he's a good enough coach to help lead this team. See, Sean McDermott doesn't impress me. That's really true. He doesn't. He's not a bad coach. Kind of similar to Zach Taylor with the Bengals. They just don't impress me. Hmm. Like did there's he? nothing. There's not one like game or like real standout moment where I'm like. That guy can really coach. And there's coaches on the hot seat that have outcoached him this year. Brian Dable outcoached Sean McDermott when the Giants faced the Bills. Oh, when the Giants faced that... the Bills, he did. But then you you got to look at, and I know Tyrod, you know, is to blame for this too. But you got to look at the two miscues on the goal line. Exactly, kind of. That's he... I mean, that's miscoached. I don't know if Dable outcoached McDermott. What do you mean about the two miscues at the goal line? Oh, the oh, the two, oh, the two minute warning on the, yeah, on the, the one yard line. Exactly. One, one was he did get, but at the end of the day, though, 
they did. The Bills still got bailed out with that game. But they did. Dayball did. I don't know if it was Dayball or Tyrod. You could put it on either one. They'll never tell you which one. But it was 50-50 that was Dayball. But I think as a grand scheme of that game, if you look at it from beginning to end, that, I'm no offense to your team, but that garbage roster almost beat a playoff team. Potential playoff but team. We're, again, we're talking about the Bills that play down the competition. Which is another thing that's concerning. Which is them. another thing that's a knock on the coach, too. Again. It's not all Josh Allen. That's That leads to the next question about the Bills. Can Sean McDermott lead this team still? And I don't really fully think so. It's tough to fire got, a coach after so many winning seasons. I know, but at the end of the day, I think because, listen, I don't hate Josh Allen, the quarterback. I don't like how he gets all this credit when I don't think he's as good as he is. But, but, I think you put the right coach there. I think he could be second best again. I don't know if you, you want got, to dice. You, you got, got a couple more years of Josh Allen prime. You do. Stefan Diggs is even aging. The wear and tear on both of them is starting to show a little bit. Their especially defense Josh is Allen. constantly getting hurt. Yeah, dude. Like, I mean, that, the, the linebackers the are dead are by week three. Apart. The linebackers in line are dead by week three. Yeah. Vaughn Miller is your best player on defense, I think, right it's now. It's incredible. And oh, and Tredavious White's always hurt. Like it's every, year. every year. Every year. And one of the safeties usually goes down. Um, I think Micah Hyde is or still... Or Poyer. Or Poyer. I think Poyer always gets hurt. Micah Hyde there always stays alive. And then Hyde gets hurt at the end of the year. And I heard they're not too hot on Elam, too. I could be wrong. They're a they're, uh, young guy. They're not too... They they're don't corner. like him. I don't think they love him. That's scary, dude. I think it's scary because I feel like Miami is picking up the pieces. I think the Jets are real. I think the Jets are going to be a really good team for like two or three years, and I think the Patriots have a long time to go. But I don't know if the Jets have it in them. I think the Jets don't have it in them. But this year, I think if Aaron Rodgers comes back mid November, late November, I think that could be scary for Buffalo or Miami, whoever's second in the division. Because I don't know if watching a Jets game, it's all bad. That entire offense is bad. The entire offense is bad, but you add Aaron Rodgers is going to get so good. O line's still terrible. O line is yeah. really bad. And that's bad. how he got hurt, right? And and Garrett Wilson is good, but I don't know if he's that Devontae Adams receiver that Aaron Rodgers had. I feel like he might be one of the most overhyped players I've ever seen, too. Devontae? No, uh, no, not Devontae. Okay. Forget that. I was gonna he's say, phenomenal. It's not his fault in <laughs> no, Las Vegas. It is not his fault. By the way, he is, I think, Aaron Rodgers' best receiver he's ever had. Aaron Rodgers. You could argue. You could argue. Yeah, I would say pro- I mean, Jordy definitely Nelson, the most maybe? dominant. Jordy Nelson, maybe? Jordy this Nelson is probably his best target. While. That's his best target in his career. That's like his favorite to talk to. He had to, Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings was good, but Devontae. Donald probably. Driver with Greg Jennings, too. But the, and uh, your point about the Jets wide receiver. Oh, Garrett was? Wilson, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We just started reminiscing, man. <laughs> When I feel like it goes argument turned into just calming down discussion to reminiscing. Yeah. <laughs> but let's see how many I mean, old football players can we name the, in a row. <laughs> it's gonna get back to argument eventually. So. <laughs> yeah, it just cycles around. <laughs> but uh, no, I think that Gary Wilson's also one of the most overhyped players. But back to the back to the actual questioning at hand. I, I just I don't I really think that when it comes to Buffalo, you gotta be worried, especially because Allen's shown a lot of weakness. He's hurt. And he continuously is doing the same thing. His errors are costly and they keep happening all year. Sean McDermott is looking very weak. You feel like I feel like we've seen him. But again, peak. I don't think very weak. I think he's just okay. But that's the thing, we've seen his ceiling. Yeah. So we know what he's got. Then 
James Cook is not going to keep this pace up. You know he's not. He's barely, he barely has any pace. He's been great. No, he's, he's been great. His stats have been okay, but, but the but, eye test, he's not. But a good back. but it's yeah, it's gonna it's he's gonna falter, especially when they start to like. And I don't care what you say, the tight ends are not number one tight ends. They're not number one tight ends They're yet. Not. Dawson Knox went down, and I think Kincaid's going to go up. But That's fine. But I think Kincaid's going to be good. He's going to be good. He he on tape, and if you watch, he's going to be a, he's going to be yeah, a number it's, one. It's like gonna be. We're talking about right now. Right now, yeah, no, they about don't. This year, have... I don't really care when that what they're gonna be because two years down the road, this might be back to a bad team. You think Allen's gonna be done in a couple of years? Who knows? Yeah, One he's back... had a shoulder injury this entire year. He still just runs right into them. He doesn't. He doesn't slide. I don't get it, but whatever. He's uh, been rolling to his back shoulder more. And don't get me fine. wrong, he's probably one of the more durable guys for taking all those hits. hits. Yeah, he's I agree. Huge, huge but, guy. But we thought that with Cam Newton too. He was a guy. Cam that Newton could take lasted it. a long time. Yeah, but when did it, it just slowly just ends? Yeah. One hit ends it, like you know. So you don't really know when it happened. But yep. That's why I'm nervous for him in that regard. But I just, I, I just, I'm, I'd be nervous if I was a Buffalo fan. Um, but you'll probably be destroying New England in Buffalo. <laughs> not worried about that. That's a guaranteed win. But let's go on to uh, the Western spot side with his. Interception leading a partner, Jimmy Garoppolo's team. The Oakland well, Raiders. not his team anymore. Not his team anymore. Oakland Raiders put the... Sorry, Liam. But the Oakland Raiders put the New York Giants out of the 2023 season. The Raiders look the best they've been since before the McDaniels era. It was reported that before the game against the Lions, the coaching staff, including now head coach Antonio Pierce brought up the 2007 New York Giants team. Now, they turned around their season and became champions, to which McDaniels, who was a former Patriots offensive coordinator, told the staff to not speak ill will towards the Patriots. Soon after, the entire team and coaching staff sounded off at that former offensive coordinator, and then, at the actual practices after, he was distant with the team. It is believed that the Raiders broke him before he was fired on Halloween. I actually did not know that story. So that's crazy. See, I just saw it. It was because he dressed up as the owner on Halloween. I didn't see that story. And also, I how about his <laughs> poor coaching over the last two seasons? <laughs> also, I did not add that Mark Davis before the game uh, against or before the firing, like soon after the game with the Lions, he apologized to the team and coaching staff for not doing anything sooner. Yeah, I did see that. So. After all this drama in Oakland, or sorry, no, wow, in uh, Las Vegas, what do we think about the current standing of the Raiders, and what do we think about the current standing of Josh McDaniels? Well, I mean, they're on the right track. They had to get rid of McDaniels. McDaniels is terrible. And the vibes are up in Las Vegas. Yeah. They are so well, happy. Well, they also played the Giants. But, like, the morale of that locker room is okay, amazing right but now. if they played the Chiefs last week... This would be a very different conversation we're having. It's a good game to have to fire your coach and get... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why it chose after the Lions. <laughs> I, I would have. Yeah. But... And I didn't even think the Lions game was that bad either. No, it's just... It was McDaniels and Jimmy Garoppolo's fault. Yeah, well... Jimmy Garoppolo missed three touchdown passes. No, he got he got worse this season. He really did. He's terrible. Derek Carr looks good next to him, and Derek Carr's playing terrible as well this year. So that's concerning. He might be the one of the worst starters in the league, but I mean, let's be honest. Jimmy Garoppolo has always been and probably always will be one of the best backups in football. He's a good backup. 
But Jimmy once Garoppolo? you give him yes, yeah. once you give him the starting role, he crumbles. Well, he did take him to the Super Bowl. The Niners, right? Yeah. yeah. But you could argue it was also the Niners. Yes, exactly. You got to see where he's thrived and where he hasn't. You know, as soon as Brock Purdy had some holes in his armor, once he lost his first game, the 49ers have been going downhill. Yeah, I don't know what the problem is over there. Three in a row. I, I just feel like Jimmy Garoppolo's career is over as a starter. And I think it has to be. Josh McDaniels is never getting a head coaching job ever again. He shouldn't. And I also feel like Josh McDaniels might not get an NFL coaching job ever again. Because Bill O'Brien's in New England. That's the only team I feel like he can go back to. And it's New England. And I think Bill O'Brien's got a job there for a while. So I think it's done. Well, he might not get a job in the NFL. That's, but who's to say he could go down to college ball? He could get a job there. There are a lot He'll of probably teams. probably get a college ball job. There, I think there, he... There's too many teams that are going to try and get new players with all these NIL deals, trying to shift around the way all the conferences work. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a job. $45 million to not have him coach. Or 85. It was millions of dollars to not have him coach. Between 45 and 85. I think it's 45. Well, they have him, Gruden, and the GM all still on payroll. Which is probably another reason he'd be great to go down to college ball because you wouldn't have to pay him that premium price because he's already getting paid elsewhere. But part of me is like, after all that, don't you just want to kind of just coach your son's high school team and just... Well, Stay out of the limelight? I don't know. I wouldn't want to go back to the limelight. how old his son is. I'm not going back to that limelight. At the end of the day, I think that the... I think the Raiders are on the uptick, and I think McDaniels, and it makes McDaniels look worse for every Raiders win. I, again, there. I think we got a cool on saying the Raiders are on the uptick. Are you guys ready? After that heated discussion about Josh Allen and the Raiders, I think it's time for a game. Oh, it's game time? It's game time. Game time. I when you I put the readers on. <laughs> I was so excited for this game. When I invented it, I was so I was so excited for this moment. Fucking this God. new game is called Through the Numbers. What? Cue the music. Welcome to Through the Numbers. I will give you guys each a set of stats from either a player or team, and you guys have to let me know who that player or team is. You'll each get your own stats, and you guys only get three guesses per stat line. Are we going to know if it's a player or team? Are you guys ready? Are, are, we, are, are you going to answer the question? <laughs> Hold on. Let me just, are you guys ready? Okay, yes. Like, no, not until I answer, not until you answer this question. Okay, so flip over to your guys' stats. Uh, they will be named, and these uh, this is NFL edition. So you each get a running back, a quarterback, and a wide receiver or tight end. And you guys each get your stat lines. I'm going to pause this podcast. This is going to take you guys a while. I want you each to get a couple guesses in so we can restart this. And I'll tell you if you guys are right or wrong. Are you guys ready? Yes. Here we go. And after a long break, we have returned with their answers. Dude, this is stressful. This was oh, not fun. Yeah, because oh. it could be bad. It, it's gonna be. I I don't think I got a single one of these right. If I'm being honest, I definitely. And have. right in front of me, I have the current answers right here. And now I can finally say stuff I've been wanting to say while you guys were writing. I said two of them. I would be fairly confident that my top three would be these two. And those two, right now, I'm going to admit before you give your answers. I was I made sure it was one per. Yeah. 
It would be. Now you can't change your answers. Well, well don't well, tell we us the answers now. We have a bunch of answers, answers yeah. written down. Yeah, yeah so, so okay. don't tell us the answers before yeah, because the that segment. Would, that would narrow it down for me. I'm not Okay, lie. fair. Okay, fine, fine. All right, I won't say anything. So who wants to go first with what position? You, you guys can go choose. running back, I'll go running back. You go quarterback, I'll go quarterback. Okay. okay. Right. Are we going to do one guess at a time? You want me to just give you my three options? Just do your three. Do no, one. No, do one and then we'll see. We'll go okay. from there, yeah. Okay. Okay. So my, my running back, a lot of yards, plays every game, only one touchdown. And I think it's because of how his team operates in the red zone. I'm just going to go with DeAndre Swift. It, no. Okay. <clears throat> my number two answer here uh, I got uh, Mr. Chubb no he not got hurt played. too early did he not I knew played. it I yeah. knew it Swift was a good guess I actually love that guess Swift was a great, great guess great guess um, my last guess is literally just a you know dart throwing in there yeah. uh, Tony Pollard no okay Liam, see I have Tony have Pollard any... written on my sheet Liam, I'm not do, do you want to have us try to steal at Rob's running I back? don't, because I haven't even looked at his stats, really. Okay, so do you want to know your running back's answer now? Yes, please. Bijan Robinson is Rob's I, uh, See, I had a back. gut feeling it was going to be Bijan Robinson. I made sure each player had a significant stat you could look at, okay. and the one touchdown was that significant yeah. stat. See, that's why I did DeAndre Swift, because they always give it to Jalen Hurts in the end zone. Yeah. I mean, great pick. Right. Let's go with your running back. So, what stood out to me was 3.8, kind of an average running back, not spectacular. His long is 25, so there's no explosiveness. Can't get past that second level. Means his blockers aren't carrying him there. Two touchdowns, not impressive. 47 yards per game, not good. Passing team. For my first pick, I'm going Brian Robinson. No. It is not Brian I felt Robinson. good about that one. I felt good about that one. For my second pick, another passing team. Another running back that's been lackluster in his second year, Damian Pierce. No. Okay. Now, I'm a little bit scared. Because now this is not a passing team. I'm not impressed with their team at all. But that's why I'm going with them, Miles Sanders. No! You were on the absolute right track, though, Liam. Najee Harris! I have him! I have him! It was the last name I crossed out between him and Miles Sanders. Oh! You were on the right thinking path, and yes, your stat line was 3.8 average yards per carry. I was like, that's your hint. And you were so I, right there. Close. It was the yeah. first name I wrote so down. So close. I thought Trust you had it when I, you were. I went against Trust my gut. Yeah, I thought you had it. I was like, oh my god, I got it. I was like, that's. And by the way, that's the hardest one. The really? hardest one was Najee Harris, oh. in my opinion. I thought that. I one, think the wide receiver tight end is going to be the hardest one. I think also for your three, your running back's the hardest one in my opinion. I think running backs both were the hardest ones to get. Okay. 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 So Rob, quarterback time. Now, I think the hint you gave me here was the 22 sacks, because that is, frankly, a lot of sacks. A lot. Now, I got some options here. Uh, I think, just based off of games played, my first guess is going to be Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones. No. Hasn't played. He did not also play enough games, and he also has nowhere near that many touchdowns. Yeah. That, that, that was the other like thing that threw me out. dude. <laughs> But I knew he got sacked. Yeah. You know, like crazy. So my next guess, Joe Burrow. No. But oh, that yeah. was a great Good guess. guess. <laughs> that is who I was like, that's going to I would like to try and steal this one if I could. 
Okay. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me... I, I genuinely don't know. Uh, just because I'm going to say Lamar Jackson. No. Sam Howell. No. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Dak Prescott. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. That was Dak Prescott's stat line. Good for Dak. I'm kind of impressed. Yeah. I'm kind of impressed. The actual one that was the stat line that would have led me to him was 70% completion percentage. He's yeah. very good. At, he's one of the few quarterbacks that goes over 60%. And then you, then I went to who throws a lot of touchdowns, little picks, and gets sacked all the time. Though, all those stats combined to, would have led me between Joe Burrow and actually uh, yeah. Dak Prescott. Joe Burrow was the first name I wrote down to. I would have gotten it in three. I was looking purely at the sacks because I know yeah. Sam Howell takes a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Sam Howell takes a lot, but Sam Howell doesn't throw that many touchdowns. You're right. And he throws way more picks. But he is a slinger a little bit. Yes. So. He throws a lot more picks. That would be what yeah. deters me for Sam Howell. All right. Liam? Your Mac Jones. Correct! <laughs> you want, I got, and what was the stat line? Nine. Yeah. I, you want to had a moment or a middle of the thing? I was like, that was dumb of you. Yeah, I was like, crap! Yeah. What? Um, there's I, only three quarterbacks that have thrown nine picks. We just talked about it. Oh, and yeah. there's only one of them that have played every single game yeah. besides Josh Allen. And I was like, crap. That, that, one, that one took you two seconds, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. I messed up there. Um... All right, now better get this one. And by the way, not. and I just want to put it out there, Liam. That was the one I would have gotten, and I yeah. also I would have gotten in ten seconds. I, I and by the way, it was a random draw of teams, and <laughs> it, it was like, all right, quarterback for Liam. I was like, get that. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, it is now time for you to determine your wide receiver. These players. were impossible. This was terrible. You gave me wide receiver or tight end. This guy played five games, but still has five hundred and seventy-one yards. <sighs> Do you want a chance to steal? I no, I have no idea. Okay, so I see. I I'm a little conflicted about this, but I think my first guess is going to be Travis Kelsey. No, mm, played too many games. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. So now I'm going to go to uh, Mark Andrews. No. Okay. I think he's also played too many games, though. Missed the first two or three for the Ravens. Two tight ends is interesting. Yeah. Because uh, if I'm can, being honest, can you walk me through your logic there? Um, I know uh, more tight ends than wide receivers. Hold. And what is your third guess, Rob? I think I'm gonna switch it up from what I initially wrote down as my third guess. Can you tell us what you initially wrote down? What I initially wrote down was Mike Evans. Okay. What is your now pick? You know what? I'm just going to stick with what I have. I'm going to go with Mike Evans. Don't. It is not no. Mike Evans. He has too many touchdowns, but he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> Liam, do you want a chance to steal it? No. And I have no idea. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Who's the best wide receiver in the league? Tyreek Hill. Oh, who, who's going into the season the best wide receiver in the Justin league? Justin Jefferson? It was Justin Jefferson. Oh, wow. that makes sense. Yeah, I thought The games played would have got me. Yeah. To be so good, have 500 yards in five games and three touchdowns. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. I, I might have gotten it. Um... See, it's just, you, you gave me the options between wide receivers or tight ends, and my brain was just like, I can't think of that many players yeah. on, on the yeah. spot like this. All right, Liam. All right, so. Wide receiver, tight end. I'm going to walk you through my logic here. 51 targets. Mm-hmm. He's a big part of this offense. Mm-hmm. Especially when Justin Jefferson had 53. I understand it's for five games, but it's still a big part of this offense. 384 yards. He's doing okay. Not spectacular, but he's doing okay. Now, his average completion is 10.7. Mm-hmm. 
His longest is 27. To me, that screams tight end. They don't have that explosiveness to get away from uh, defenders. They're catching the ball, good safety outlet, getting upfield, going down. So I got three tight ends on my list. Okay. The first one, at well, this is what scares me, one touchdown. And this is what really scares me about this guess. Is Jake Ferguson, I know for a fact, caught a touchdown this week. But I'm going Jake Ferguson. No. Okay. Second option. Cole Komet. No. Third option. I'm a little scared about this. I don't I feel like he's missed games because he I feel like he always misses games. Kittle. No. What's your tight end's name? Is it Darren Waller? Correct. <laughs> that was Darren Waller. So Did he played all all eight? He played eight out of nine. Oh yeah. Played eight out of nine. And uh, Dak See, I'm thinking week. he had a bye week, so that's why he missed the game. Nope. That was my thought process. But you're right, they could have just missed one game and not had a bye. Yep, that oh. was... Cause I thought about him, but... Through the numbers, and Liam, you are the winner! Well, you... we all knew. <laughs> you got one right. <laughs> so, as a field to win the first... That's probably the most difficult game of them all. That was fun. That was, that was fun. Brain tweezer. <laughs> brain tweezer <laughs> here's the here's the paper of all the answers now we have, for you guys we have to put these stats up while we talk about them on the podcast though like as a visual what do you mean it's a podcast there is no visual on YouTube we can put a visual maybe maybe we'll see people are going to be lost um but next up well it goes straight to your answers right after um so next up we have to talk a little bit about the NBA as our final quick question before we go into locks and upsets. There has been a ton of debate over the NBA midseason tournament. What are our thoughts on this new idea and how is it going in your guys' opinion? It just doesn't throw me. It's a terrible idea and the courts looked atrocious. I didn't like the courts. Everybody was like, oh, these new courts, who's got the best? They're so fine. Like, they all were of them bad. Were bad. All of them were bad. There, there was not one I was impressed with. I think they're okay. No. No, I, I, you need just general wood courts. I understand if you like, even inside the three-point arc, if that's where you put your design, that's where you put it. But to have the whole court be neon blue... It was just cheesy. ugly. Oh, no, I thought some of them were bad. It really made me not want to watch it. I thought at the end of the day they were okay as a whole. I thought it was a good idea. I just feel like I agree with Rob. I feel like it was too much. That so they overdid it. And, and I feel like... We're not even talking about the real heart of the issue here is that... These are pointless games still. <laughs> They're just still, I mean... No one cares. Why would you? Five. The players don't care. It's a regular season game. They want to win so that they can get closer to a playoff berth. I think last year, per shot made by Paul George, was more than an, an entire feature of Lil Baby on the traps on a track. But What does that have that, to do that with nothing. But that's meaning why you don't need the money. It doesn't oh, matter. Oh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. And what is the price? Have we ever really like fifty k or something like that per player? Fifty k per player? I think so. So all the rookies on the team are really happy, but oh, the rookies are going crazy. They're like, let's win this. Also, it's called midseason tournament. It's week two. We're playing the midseason tournament already. (laughs) It's just the beginning tournament. Are there going to be more tournaments throughout the season? No, but we only played like one half of one round so far. So they're not playing. So they have to. It's not all back to back. No? No. It's so dumb, dude. So it's not back-to-back. 
Now, based off of who wins and who loses, do they have to rearrange the schedule, or did they purposely already schedule all these players to, I to don't play know. each other? I don't know. I would imagine they had to rearrange, and which is, again, dumb. Every because, game counts as a regular season game besides the championship. And how is home court advantage what are, you, what are you playing this championship Yeah, why play the for? championship? Because it's just, you're laboring your players yeah, more. Yeah, it's so pointless. You, you put in... What if you lose? <laughs> and players on the winning team get 500k, which is a lot of money, and losers get 200k. So it's just battling for 300k. Semifinals teams will get 100k. Hmm. Quarterfinals teams, 50k. How many teams are there total? In the 30. no, in the first tournament, thirty. Oh, it was all. It was every team. Every team. Okay, I thought it was just like they randomly selected a couple of teams. I for this think tournament. it was half the league played so far. And are you instantly eliminated when you lose? I don't. I don't know. There's a double elimination. I think it's single elimination it's from single. what I read, but it's just I, the thing that threw me off the most. I'm gonna say it again: is the courts. It was hard to just keep track of the ball, just because some of the team's jerseys and they the court badly they either blended in or it was such a contrast it hurt my eyes to watch. Terrible. No, not a fan. And basketball needs a lot of help. They do, and this is not the help they need. Yeah, I agree. I think it's just a bad idea. I think it might fall right on its face, and we're going to spend a lot of money for no reason. Just, Do you think they're spending a lot of money on this? Like, they just redesigned all the courts, and then are giving all these players all this money for something that... They're yeah, they don't have to actually physically paint them, do they? Yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a whole new court. Some they, they install a whole new court. Like, these, they make these courts and warehouses designed, paint the wood, seal them, it, do works? it all proper, then you disassemble it, and then they bring it to How the actual court. Uh, I've seen them do it for the NCAA tournaments. Huh. Like, uh, when it comes to March Madness, they have specific courts where they make them, they design them, they put them together, then they pull them back apart and put them back together at the actual arena. You ever thought about woodworking? Yeah. I seem to have a knack for it. Thank you. That's right. it. I think it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> no, okay. um, so, yeah, I agree. So, let's go to locks and upsets of the week. And I will begin with my lock of this beautiful week. I'm going Dallas Cowboys will defeat the New York Giants. You always are so boring with yours. I, excuse me. You took I the game with the highest percentage it's of a lock. difference. It's a lock. Okay. And also, I'm just You made gonna, fun of me for picking Georgia. I'm also going to put it out there. I'm going to put it out there. I also have picked European darts before, so don't get on me for that. But anywho, while you guys, are you ready for your lock? Yes. What is Wait, it? you think I'm unprepared? I know Liam is. Okay. I have mine. See, I don't have my upset, but I have my lock. I have both. So my lock of the week is it is early on, but we have NCAA men's basketball. I'm picking uh, this Saturday, the 11th, UConn over Stone Hall. Okay. UConn's just a better team. And Liam, what's your lock? So, by the way, for the current standings of our locks and upsets, for locks, I am in the lead at 9-1. and one. Liam is not too far behind at 8-1. and one. Rob is 6-4 and four in last place. And with the upsets, Rob is in the lead at 4-6 and six with his upsets. And then it is then Liam at 2-7, and seven, and I'm last at 2-8. and eight. So, that's our current standings so far this season. And Liam, are you now ready with your lock? Oh, I'm ready. What do you got? Normally, I get a little weird with these. This week, I'm not going weird. I'm keeping it in the NFL. Keeping it safe. I'm going to go Guangzhou 
over the Zhejiang Golden Bulls in the Chinese Basketball Association. <laughs> I, have, I'm not, I have no words. None. Whatsoever. Why? Can you write it down? I'm not writing that crap. You don't know how to spell It's a mainstream team, dude. It is not You're a mainstream s- team. Guangzhou? <laughs> write it down. Okay, I guess. I think the worst part about this is that he's only eight and one in his predictions, and he's still pulling pulls like this because he's just—he's picking the favorite. But it's—he's just scrolling. I through. do research. You do this ten minutes ago on your phone no, when I didn't. we're in break. You have no hard evidence. I saw you go from tab to tab on your phone. I was actually looking up the team name. Guangzhou doesn't have a team name. They're just Guangzhou. Of course they don't. Why? Why would? Why would you need a team Z- name? Chao Zhu is the Golden Bulls. Tough name. Guangzhou is just Guangzhou. That's Crazy. even more tough because they don't Crazy. even have a name. They're just Guangzhou. But it's, this isn't like table tennis, dude. You picked a really crazy one. But uh, for my upset, my upset's also boring. I just want to root for my team this week, and my upsets are terrible. So I'm just saying the New England Patriots will beat the Colts. God, that's boring. I know. But I got New England winning. All right. What's yours? Roberto. My upset is rather upsetting to me because I really don't want to see this team lose, but I think they're going to. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars beating the 49ers. Wow. All right, and Liam? Uh, I don't think we show this sport enough love, uh, so I'm going to go NHL, the Washington Capitals, over the Florida Panthers. Alrighty. And as always, I would love to thank you all for listening. You can follow us on socials at Deer Hollow Heroes. You can also email us through DeerHollowHeroes at gmail.com. Message us and let us know what you think about the topics discussed or take of your own. Listen to us on most platforms where you get your podcasts. Thank you again, Liam and Rob, and I hope you guys all have a wonderful rest of your day. I need a nap. Go Golden Bulls.